everybody. Welcome back to Three Men and Their Babies. Why are we so why... musical? I don't know. I don't know why I did... just did that. <laughs> hey everyone, it's Danny with Adam and Benny. Hey lads, how you doing? Hello there. Good mate. Oh, have I got some hashtag content for you boys? Yeah, okay, we got we gotta go straight in with this, Benny. Hit us with the news, yeah. what's happening? Right. First things first, did you know? That in Japan, um, M. Bison is Vega, Vega is Balrog, and Balrog is M. Bison. I did know yes. that, yes. Oh. Do you know why that is? <laughs> oh, I know it, but I've, I have forgotten it. It's because Capcom USA were worried Mike Tyson would sue over the... Oh, uh, that was it. Yeah, yeah that M. was Bison. it. Balrog would like him. Of course. There you go, that's today's Street Fighter lore. So the most the important news thing is... out of the way, yeah? Yes, of course, yeah. of course. The other news is... So I said last week that uh, I'm not a betting man. But if I was, I would put big money on Baby having to come out via Plan C section because it was breach and being very naughty. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we had the scan on Thursday, just gone. I go into the room, I sit down, Blossom's already there, belly out, getting covered in the jelly stuff. And uh, the sonographer immediately goes, right, heads down. And we, we look me and Blossom look at each other like, what? Because we weren't expecting that. So it's a good thing I'm not a betting man because now everything <laughs> is looking good yet again. Excellent. Baby's engaged and ready to go. And I said to Blossom, there was one point where I was doing the, the very special perineum rub where her, <laughs> her belly went absolutely crazy. Like it was like a Mexican wave. It was going all over the place. And I, I, I've... It's, in my mind, that was the moment that the baby flipped over. It followed my voice. I wasn't singing, but I was talking to Blossom while we were doing it. <laughs> you just a gentle yodel down, down the end. Well, now I do. Um, now I do ASMR into the vagina just to lull the baby towards my voice. <laughs> I was gonna say you're just oh basically shouting God. into Blossom's fanny. <laughs> yeah. Turn, turn, baby, come on! <laughs> and I, I've also gone the extra mile for you boys, and uh, I went. To blossoms and got the uh, the growth notes, <laughs> the charts because they I find them really interesting, like how Fantastic. they uh, how they. I honestly out. wondered where you were going with that. We were just talking about perineum rubbing, and then you went. Actually, I went further than that. <laughs> it's like, what I the hell did you rub? I'm going to send you boys a video right now. <laughs> <laughs> I put on a head so mounted torch experience. and I went on a deep dive. I went you know, cave diving, <laughs> spelunking. spelunking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Splunker through Blossom's Caves. That sounds really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, right, baby. so we got the title for the, uh, the episode then. <laughs> ah, the there we go. Vaginal <laughs> Spelunking. I can't... <laughs> I can't wait to explain that one. But yeah, every time we uh, we go, I always, like, as soon as we get back, I always go through the charts, because I find them like super interesting, like finding out where on the scale the baby's looking. It's following the curve quite nicely. It's looking like between the, the 10th and 50th percentile. So it's looking like it would be about, what, 3.8 kilos when it comes out. I don't know what that is in old mm. money, but we're, it's 20, 21 people use metric. But yeah, it's I all very know. good. Everything is Google looking it, good. She's got another scan booked in for next Thursday. Because I, I think they're just worried that the baby might be a little, end up being a little bit underweight. So they're going back in. She's going back in for another scan. Yeah. next Friday, which unfortunately will be the first one that I won't be able to attend because it's a bit late notice for me to uh, book it off work. But I think her dad's yeah. going to go and he's going to go back to see everything for the first time as well. So, there. so for those old fuddy-duddies like me who like elements of weight and measures in, in Imperial, so that's around kind of like six to seven pounds. So that's that's a normalish weight, average weight, kind of six to eight pounds. That's what I hear most of all. Yeah, I mean, I when think, babies are born. And I think I what they're worried about like is five or four pound or bigger. I think what they're worried about is that lot the um, it's not so much a curve; it's ended up being a straight line. So if if the curve continues, it'll ah, be right. that. But it, it started off when she had her um, twenty uh, thirty week scan. It was yeah. like quite high up on the curve, and now it's slowly getting towards the bottom end. So I think they just want to keep an eye on it. Yeah, so it could be like it's had a growth spurt at some point, and that's kind of levelled off to bring it to a more average size kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it's levelled off to below average size, which is which I think is what oh, they okay. want to look at. But yeah, is apart it? from that, everything's okay. Placenta's not in the way, so they're all happy about that. She's got lots of fluid, apparently. It sounds a bit um, gross, but yeah. 
I saw ribs in the thing. That was crazy. Yeah. That's really exciting. Is it possible that as you're massaging Blossom's perineum, Mm-hmm. If you're worried about the baby's weight, could you maybe push a Mars bar in there or something? <laughs> just for the, just for the baby to munch on. Uh, something like Benny, that. Benny, set your finger. Uh, no, it's a cocktail sausage. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just just use for that. Picnic. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we got it here in the first place. That's Why? how we got into this mess. <laughs> so, yeah, good news. We did say, though, didn't we, Benny, that the baby can, you know, they're always moving around, aren't they? I do like yeah. the idea that the baby was in there and just kept going, oh, fucking hell, this is really uncomfortable. I need to move. I need to turn over. Yeah. I don't like this. And he just kind of, she just kind of readjusted herself. Good stuff. Or she's got that, that kind of thing that cats have where Benny's down at, the, at one end doing like the finger movements and the noise for like, it's good to call over. And she's like, okay, I'll come over. Chuffing like a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> Benny put a laser pointer on the bed and the baby just had to go and chase it somehow. <laughs> just doing right. I, I've just gone, yeah. and my dog's come over. Because so, he's like, you better not be calling one of the cats over. All right, because he's so jealous. Yeah, he's jealous. We're, Duncan's we're so jealous. about perineums, not, not real cats. You, you're fine, dog, you're fine. Yeah. How was your, uh, how was your Easter weekend anyway, boys? Get to anything good? No, <laughs> no, I, I've no? done nothing. Uh, no, my... My arrangement with the kids this weekend was I had my youngest until Sunday morning, so quite early on Sunday morning. It was just me and her. So we did lots of taking advantage of stuff being open, like public gardens. We went to a couple of parks and like a a manor's gardens, like a country house gardens, and just, just did loads of like taking photos of her, like posing in front of statues and trees and stuff and then my son had an operation on sunday so he was in hospital all day and obviously i couldn't go in with him his his mum went in with him instead so me and my eldest daughter just literally despite saying look we'll go out we'll do something we'll go out and have lots of exercise we literally just stayed in the house like playing video games with each <laughs> other and just watching garbage on the tv and had a chinese takeaway and it was actually really lovely because we rarely get time just me and her and that that was nice but nice. yeah, my, my lad's all fine. He's He had to have an operation on his leg. He broke his leg last year and they've operated to take the rods out. And so they've taken him out and <laughs> he he was very doped up afterwards. And he rang me and it was like talking to Cheech and or Chong <laughs> on the phone. He was just like confused, kept repeating things. It, you know, like all those YouTube videos you see of like people at the dentist going, yeah. what? What do you mean? But he also had a croaky voice because he had a cotton mouth. Bless him. It was very funny. But he's all fine now, so a quiet weekend for me, but obviously a bigger weekend for the kids in that sense. Uh, how about you, Benny? I'm kind of surprised that he's just had the rods taken out. What about the yeah, James so and the Freddies? What are they? What are they you know? Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> well, they, they no are get that supporting joke. his like crotch area, so when he's wearing his jeans, it makes sure his zippy doesn't come undone. Oh my god, he doesn't get on his bungle, Brought does he? it back. I did bungle that one. Yeah. Hey, there we go. Good, good. Um, quiet one for us as well. Blossom and I went to see her friend Laura, who lives in Norwich, and um, her twin daughters, who affectionately call Blossom and I their auntie and uncle. Usually when we go up there, it's just an excuse for um, Blossom and Laura to have a chat while I play with the kids, and it happened again. They were asking me all sorts of questions. Like they've been worshiping the scan photo that you two have seen, like from the twenty-week scan, and Aww. they had all sorts of questions to ask me about it. And I tried answering as best as I, as best as I can. They managed to avoid the birds and the bees question, which I'm thoroughly not prepared for. <laughs> Although they do know a little bit because apparently they've watched uh, their mum showed them there, uh, like a YouTube video. But the question they really need to know, which I always ask her, is how do you get the sperm to come out of the penis? And I was really worried that I would have Christ. to be the one to answer this question. <laughs> hey kids, let me show you. See this super soaker that I've got in my car boot? See, it was more innocent than you guys thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie me. What did we do this weekend? We went and sat in some gardens this weekend because we're now allowed to, thanks to the government. <laughs> so we went and saw my dad for the first time in... God, I don't know, months and months and months, because he has pre-underlying health conditions, so we had to shield and all that kind of thing. But we sat in the garden, weather was out, so we could do that. And then we went and saw Sarah's friend and did the same thing and sat in her garden for about two or three hours. Sarah got sunburnt and a bit drunk, 
But it was a nice day because she got to see her friend and I got to, you know, sort of talk to the kids and all that kind of thing. And then we had a Sunday roast at Sarah's mum's because obviously she's in our bubble. So we, we can go around there and that's okay because she helps with childcare, as I mentioned before. So that was nice. Had some food. And that's kind of what we've done all weekend, really. Did some little Easter egg hunts for Georgia. And she's been pestering me all weekend for treats and can have some more eggs and can have some of this. And I'm just trying to limit it as best as I can. And then the same as you boys, really. Kind of chilled out. Yeah. Had some food. Did watch. I don't know if you watched it yet, Benny, but I know me and Adam have both watched Godzilla vs. Kong. Haven't we, Adam? Yes. Yeah. I'll, it was a bit... I'll say this. It was a bit underwhelming, I feel. I don't want to say any spoilers at all because obviously it's very, very recent. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to spoil say, anything. I didn't, I didn't pay for it. I, I got a copy, obtained a copy, because my, my kind of thought is, well, I will find a way to eventually see this uh, for free <laughs> and I'm not going to pay for it. So I'm just going to do that early. So that was my rationale for it. Is I would wait for it to come to Netflix or I'd watch it through other means that are a bit less legal, possibly. And yeah, I, was, I wasn't I was whelmed at all. So at no point was I overwhelmed. Mostly, it was underwhelmed. I just thought it was a bit silly in places. Because the previous films, as I, as I said in our text message, they almost have a bit of like realism to them. Like, yeah, they tried to, didn't they? Set in a modern day, and it was it was more focused on the impact on the people as this stuff was happening. But this one was it was just a bit silly. Really good special effects, really fantastic CGI, but just not a lot of explanation of stuff that is happening in the story. Why things are the way they are, why things develop the way they develop, uh, and what the whole point of it was. <laughs> So that that was the issue I had with it, but it was still a good way to spend two hours other than watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine for the 13th time on Netflix, you know. <laughs> yes, that's so I'd very true. I'd still recommend it, because it's yeah, I'd still re- watching yeah. it. Yeah, I'd still recommend it. If you're a fan of the, the other Godzilla and Kong movies, yeah, like you do need to see it to kind of round it off. I don't think there's anything in there that would surprise anybody. So everything you think you're going to know about it, you already know about it. Well, there was nothing in there that I was like, oh my God, I never knew that was going to happen. So I mean, I was quite surprised by the very explicit homoerotic coupling at the end between Kong <laughs> and Godzilla. That may have just yeah. been the version I got off the internet. No, but I thought when they were caressing each other in that giant tent at the end, <laughs> talking about their true feelings, I just thought it was a beautiful moment. And I thought, yeah, you see, even interspecies people, you know, even yeah. interspecies creatures can be in love. Even titans well, can find love. The, so The thing that nice. got me was, where did they get cowboy hats that big? It just didn't make any sense. It, it took me out of the realism of the movie. I assume I they just made them out of stadium roofs. That's yeah. what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I've been rewatching the film, so Godzilla uh, Kong Skull Island, which I think is the best one still. I don't know if it matches up to yeah. you guys, you guys as well. I hate the fact they call them Titans. They're kaiju. They should always be kaiju. I blame Pacific yeah. Rim for taking the name. That's yeah, it. They they, uh, they they try and kind of go away from that, don't they? Because they're so well known in that series of films as kaiju, they just can't call them that. Do they um, end up? Does Kong end up uh, massaging Mothra's perineum at some point? Because that would make it really relatable to me. Yeah, and shouting act it. Turn yeah. over, move. I wondered if I wondered if COVID had an effect on it for some reason. When I saw it was an hour and fifty minutes long, I thought that doesn't seem long enough for this film. This this is like the fourth in a series of four films that you've been building towards, and everybody knew after the yeah. first film that okay, we're going to get Godzilla versus Kong at some point. And I, there was a few parts in the film that I thought, well, that's weird. Why is that even in there? I have no idea yeah. why Kyle Chandler is even in the film. And I wondered yeah. if he had a bigger role to play and then COVID screwed everything up and they just couldn't get people back to finish filming and stuff like yeah. that. And I thought maybe that was it. But I agree with what you're saying. I mean, Christ, there was an article written on some fucking website this week about Godzilla versus Kong. I mean, all it is is just two giant monsters fighting. Yeah, what, what were you expecting? Sometimes that's <laughs> what, what you want to watch. That's yeah, you that's know? I'm watching Godzilla vs. Kong. I'm not watching the English fucking patient. This is what yeah, I that's wanted. Why the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe exists is because people want to watch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So same same with and I'll I'll breach this topic now, the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League. Four hours long and four brilliant hours, I thought. Oh. Uh, certainly compared to the original Justice League. And other 
offerings from the DC Cinematic Universe. I thought it was great. Apart from, like, some elements such as the a huge amount of slow-mo and, like, a five-minute Norwegian ballad, ballad in, in, the, in, like, the first 20 minutes of the film. And the fact it took, like, an hour and 15 minutes before one of the main characters even showed up. It was very strange. But uh, it, it certainly, to me, it feels like this would set up a reimagining of the DC Universe and maybe kickstart something. And instead of trying to do like a Marvel Cinematic Universe where they tie everything together and all the uh, the characters are interlinked and there is that one story, instead letting people, you know, use their their skills, their cinematic skills and, and visions to make their own versions of these superheroes and of these films and of these stories and not worry about tying them together because one of the big things about the DC universe is there are dozens, at the last count there were like 52 different worlds with all these superheroes on. So you could have like the dark Zack Snyder universe in one world and then you could have something like Shazam which is really bright and poppy and very funny on another world. They don't have to be in the same universe it's the dc cinematic multiverse and it's just they're all tied together that way i think that's a really good idea but the issue you've got is that executives always fuck things up people who feel as though they have to justify their job have to talk in these pitch meetings or they have to come with feel they have to feel like they come with some kind of idea that justifies their existence in their job it's it's executive it's hollywood executive middle management I, yeah. I believe if you just took a scriptwriter to the top person and said, here's what I want to do, they'd go, yeah, great idea, I love it. Yet, yeah, it always ends up getting mixed up in the middle, <clears throat> excuse me, because people feel as though they have to chip in with something to justify their job. And I agree, I think that's a, an excellent idea, because you've already got Robert Pattinson playing the next Batman. Okay, yeah. that's a different world to the Zack Snyder one. Then you say, like, yeah. you've got Shazam. You don't have to have them all linked. You could have Easter eggs in films where they're kind of like Black Mirror. It's all in the same universe, but characters don't have to cross over. You could have something from Shazam in the Robert Pattinson Batman, and and that's fine. That's enough for most fans. And if at the end you want to try and do something, okay, maybe you can. I think it's like, there's a a great story about, this is going to sound totally wacky, but Engelbert Humperdinck fired his agent because the gorillas wanted to work with Engelbert Humperdinck. And his agent yeah. said, no, no, that's not right. That doesn't fit with his his <laughs> kind of uh, culture and his kind of fan yeah. base. And he said, no, no, I love them. What you, like They're really progressive and different. So he fired him. And that's just one of those yeah. things like, yeah, all these Hollywood executives will have to get involved, put their two pence in, and they'll just have to ruin yeah. any sort of good ideas. But Exactly. I, I mean, they saw, obviously, what, what happened with Marvel, what happened with something like Guardians of the Galaxy. And they thought, you know what, we need to match this. Yeah. This is what we need to do, because Snyder's cut, how he's left it, is just too dark and too miserable, which is exactly what the DC Universe is. Yes. Like, if you look at Batman, it's a guy who's so psychologically damaged due to childhood trauma, he dresses up like a bat and punches people in the face <laughs> in a society <laughs> where there's no free healthcare. He's like basically <laughs> disabling people, causing the brain damage with punches, and not picking up the tab. He's making his goons homeless. Exactly, basically. He's like worsening the society, but he's too damaged to see that. That's the type of universe we're living in. doesn't matter how bright Wonder Woman and Superman's outfits are. You've still got an area where this happens. So make it miserable. And that's fine for that world. You don't have to make it Guardians of the Galaxy. Because at the end of the day... Thousands, hundreds of thousands of people will have sat down for all of that, all of that full four hours, even all the way through, like I did, watch it and enjoy it for what it is. I often thought not what that, it's supposed well, that, to be. and that's that's something else, isn't it? That hollow executives can't let go of. They they are terrified to have an R-rated comic book movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, that, I know the Deadpool, yeah. but how many comic book movies have they been? And they're all because they feel like we have to get the teenage audience in, which is something yeah. I never I never quite understood. Who has disposable income? It isn't teenagers. It's their parents. Their parents have the disposable income to buy the stuff. So why not make yeah. the new Batman when it, whenever it comes out? And I'm, I, will, I have to get this out there into the ether. I am beyond, beyond excited because it's got the Riddler in it, and the Riddler's my favorite <laughs> villain. I cannot 
I, I have Riddler tattoos. I have question mark tattoos all over me, and that sounds fucking nuts, but I love the yeah. Riddler so much, and I feel he's never got a fair shake as a villain, and I think he'd be a great villain. Anyway, that's yeah. that's a side point. Well, but... the, the Snyder Cut was the first of potentially three films, and in the second one, the Riddler was one of yeah. the main villains. Yeah, it was. And, and they just cut it all. And, uh, yeah, gutted. But, yeah, I feel like, you, I feel like you've been disrespectful it... to Jim Carrey there. No, I'm not, Benny. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> I, I anyway. tell you, no word of a lie, the first three original Batman films, they were really good. They were just really good. And again, they were different visions of the same story. The first two Batman films were dark, gothic. They showed that whole, like, art deco Gotham City that we don't get in the Christopher Nolan ones. And then for the... Oh, what's it? What's his name? The guy who did the second, uh, sorry, the third one, the Batman Forever. Joel Schumacher. Yeah, Michael Schumacher. He's... Michael Schumacher. Michael Schumacher's <laughs> yeah, Michael Schumacher. Joel yeah. Schumacher. Uh, yeah, his his version was well. We want to make it this like neon Wonderland and really go into the campness and draw on the campness of the nineteen sixties Batman, which was so well loved. But do that with a modern twist, and I really enjoyed that. Didn't enjoy Batman and Robin just because it was a crap film. <laughs> not because of the world it was set in. But again, I'm not a fan also, really, of the Nolan Batman. And again, that's just because of the storyline and because the universe it's set in, it just makes it too real. Like it is just mm. a bloke in our world who dresses like that bat and just punches people. There's no like gothic architecture or kind of that, that comic book reality in it. It's too real and therefore just not interesting to me. I it's think like Batman. I think Batman Returns did that the best. Like, yes, uh, definitely. I, I, you know, that came out in 90, 1990, 91. So I'd have been like three or four, and seeing things like sure. that, I just thought this is like a scary world. I, I obviously didn't watch it when it came out in the cinema when I was three or four, yeah. but when it was on like moved to TV, I was like, oh, this place is like actually like creepy and not a place where you'd like to live. Yeah. But also kind of magical in that way. It's kind of like something out of a fairy tale. Or I, yeah. I thought. Which is why I love, absolutely love, the whole Batman Arkham games, mm -hmm. video games that are out. Oh, because God, so they good. capture that world so well. It's all gothic, it's always dark, it's often raining or snowing. And the bright, cheery stuff is so tied into the the kind of the, the depression in that society and the, the kind of oppressiveness of that city. You have all these looming skyscrapers and these massive Art Deco statues, and it just makes you feel so small and insignificant. And living in that world, God, just must be horrible, let alone having, like, psychotic people dressed in bright coloured costumes driving around and blowing people up. I think as a series of games, I just... There's not many games I've completed to 100%. But I, yeah. I just, I couldn't stop myself from playing them. I had to find everything, had to do everything, all the nooks and crannies, little Easter eggs, and all that kind of thing. Do you know what really, what really invigorated and got me back into the Batman lore and all that kind of thing was Lego Batman. Yeah, <laughs> like, I had it. We had it on the, we had it on the Wii. The first, yeah. like the first iteration, not like the the Wii U or anything. The first iteration of the um, of the Nintendo Wii, we had it on there. And that was a game as well. I completed that game to 100%. And it was Lego Batman that really got me back into the lore and reading the comics and all that kind of thing. Because I, I just kind of waned off it in the years kind of earlier and kind of had just kind of forgotten about it. Bruce waned yeah. off it. Bruce waned off it. Oh, my God. All right. Lads, I'm getting it's... good at these dad jokes. I've got like, <laughs> we've got like five, four weeks to go and I'm getting in there. You are. It's true. That's a fair point. All right, here's a question. Here's a question. I thought about this yesterday. Can you think of anything that you're parents did when you were younger and i'm not talking about anything crazy because i'll give you my example that you you've thought i'm not going to do it like that and i'll give you my example which is something i thought affected me later in life which is don't get stuck in a routine so every day after school i would come home play out for an hour come in have my tea do a bit of homework watch tv go to bed i did that every single day mm. after school regardless of the weather and i wondered did that somehow psychologically influence me to the point now where sometimes I'll just say no to something because I feel like I'm stuck in a routine or something and I can't kind of break the routine or something like that. So what I started to do sometimes with Georgia is if there's a like a job that needs to do around the house or because I sort of make her put all her own clothes away and all that kind of thing, I'll sometimes wait till she comes home from school to do it. 
or if we need to go to the shops to get something. If I could get it on the way home from work, sometimes I'll just leave it and I'll come in or I'll you know pick her up from school one day or something and I'll say, oh, we've got to go to the shops. Because I kind of want her to realize that you don't always do the same thing every single day. Yeah. Some days you have to yeah. kind of change things around and do something different. And I was wondering if there's anything little like that that your parents did that you just kind of thought, that was really weird that they did that. I'm not going to do that. I think I might try and do it a little bit differently. <laughs> Honestly, like, I can't think of anything that comes to mind because I didn't hang out with my mum and dad when I was at home. I chucked myself out into my room and turned the um, how old would it have been? I must have been the SNES. I must have got upstairs and turned the SNES on. Played Mario Kart. Yeah. So I, avo- I avoided all these little uh, the little foibles and things that they did. The only time really when I hung out with them is well, I guess like going back to routine is like they always had the set days when they'd go when they'd go shopping. They still do that now, especially like nowadays when you can get home delivery and click and collect and everything you can you can make everything convenient to you but i guess going to the shop on a saturday morning is their idea of being convenient i don't know it's weird yeah i mean like a routine for certain things like i have a routine when i don't have the kids of stuff i do with like friends in the evening you know how i finish work and like what day i do food shopping and things like that so I've got a routine because that that fits in and makes sure I'm not having to do that type of stuff with the kids. Taking the kids, especially over the past year, to the supermarket to get them food after school, it's just fucking ball-like, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I'd rather do it on myself where I can stick my headphones in, I can just be chill, ignore people, not have to, like, cart a five-year-old who all she wants is donuts or something from the bakery in Lidl while she's pushing one of those tiny trolleys around. And I'm there with a basket just going, you know what, I just need some fucking bread and vegetables. That's all I want. And this is taking three times as long. <laughs> I don't want that. But, the, I mean, thinking about it, I, as you were saying it, Dan, I've, I suppose the biggest thing, and I don't want this to sound like a, a criticism of what my mum did at all. It was just me thinking, actually, I could maybe do that differently because as an individual, that's what I enjoy doing. Is when we go, like, I've got an advantage of having a dog. So that means at least once a day when we've got, when I've got the kids with me, we all go out and we take the dog for a walk. Unless it's raining and then assemble like one of the older kids out on the road. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's that's their fault for being older kids now. <laughs> we go out and I make sure no one has phones on them, so we're not just walking around like playing Pokemon Go for you, the older kids. We we all talk. We we don't walk off like without each other, and we just spend time talking and having a laugh. And I think that's that's one of the things that you can miss out on with your kids. Like you said, Benny, you know, you get in and you just go upstairs and you, you're playing on your video game. I don't mind if the kids do that. Like yeah. I say, this past Sunday, that's what me and my eldest did. But we were, we were doing it in the same room so we could talk to each other and we could have a laugh, which we did, thankfully. But you do run that risk of your life just being that routine of get home, do your homework, mm. sit down on your phone especially nowadays, all yeah. like for the rest of the evening, barely say two words to each other and then that's the end of the day <laughs> and then repeat that. So going out and spending that time away from stuff, God, I sound like one of those blogs where it's like the mum's going, oh, you need to make sure you don't have screen time for your children. That's not criticism on mums in particular. It's just a stereotype. Uh, so my apologies for that. But where it is those <laughs> parents who go, oh, you can't have screen time for your children. That's so detrimental to them. Instead, you must go out and collect twigs and make some lovely twig arts when you get home just stick it on this 50 pound <laughs> canvas that you have lying around with your special uh waitrose super glue and <laughs> that type of stuff it it's it's not a criticism of that either because that you know that's not negative for a child to be forced not to have screen time it's a good thing i i just find that that's particularly valuable and i suppose me and my mum didn't do that for whatever reason as much as maybe I, I would like to now with my kids, but that's fine. Again, Thinking about that, that's a good point what you make, thing. is that we've started having more Sunday, well, not every Sunday, but we've started having more proper family dinners where we sit around the table, mm. and like you say, no phones, no nothing like that. We sit around the yeah. table, yeah. and we talk about our day, or you know take the piss out of people, or that kind of <laughs> thing. Talk about people behind their backs. You know, the usual stuff you do around the family dinner oh, yeah, table. Of course. Yeah. yeah, so we've we just kind of, we have made a concerted effort recently to try and do that more 
when either me or Sarah can be bothered to cook a fucking roast, because it can sometimes be a pain if you've got other things to do. But <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I think you're right. There's a, it's just getting that good balance. There's nothing wrong with the kid having screen time. George no. is watching TikTok right now. Nothing wrong with that at all. It's perfectly fine. And I think I've said before that me and Sarah said, oh, our, you know, our kid's never going to watch TV, blah, 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 because you've fucking got no idea because you're a fucking idiot. But <laughs> exactly. They, yeah, they will, because sometimes it's all you can do to get them to shut up. And that's sometimes exactly. you just need a bit of peace and quiet. And them watching the same film for the 17th time is okay. It's it's not yeah. a problem. I yeah, did. Um, I mean, me and my eldest daughter on the Sunday with TikTok, we were both watching TikTok. We sat next <laughs> to each other and just went on TikTok. And just like took the piss out of people, <laughs> basically. Like, yeah. What What the hell is this TikTok about? Why are they doing this thing? And then laughing and enjoying some other ones. And it's just having that shared experience is useful. Yeah, sometimes. for sure. I have this week finally got to the point where Georgia is enjoying something, and I cannot stand it. I okay. cannot. I can't even. I can't even let her watch it. If she wants, if she says to me, "Can I watch this on?" Uh, no, I'm sorry, George, you can't watch it. I'm sure. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. Okay, I'm sure he's a lovely guy. I'm sure he does loads of like work for charity. I'm sure he gives loads of money away to people and all that kind of thing. There's a YouTuber called Preston Plays. Fucking Jesus Christ! <laughs> what I'm gonna say now might seem harsh, okay? But I want him dead. I want his dog dead. <laughs> I want his woman dead. I want his channel deleted. I'm sorry, dude. If he ever hears this, I apologize profusely, but man, you just rubbed me completely the wrong way. And I'm sure if you meet me, you're going to think I'm a complete piece of shit. That's fine. I'm totally fine with that. And you may hate me already if you hear this. I've got no issues with that. But oh my fucking Christ. I hate his stupid fucking thumbnails. Every fucking one of his thumbnails is him either pulling stupid shock surprise face that all YouTubers have because like mostly kids watch it or stunned face. It's, it's one of two. It's always half of the thumbnail is his face because obviously his face is his brand. So I kind of get it, I but who it is. I don't he's, like his face. He's an also twat. <laughs> the worst thing, the worst thing he does is he edits out every single second of space in any of his videos. It's constant, constant noise for seventeen minutes. There are there are no breaks where he kind of goes. Ah, like that. It's just constant, 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 constant talking. I would love to I would love to edit the next thirty seconds of this conversation and take out every single second of space. So it's just one long <laughs> run on just to show people how annoying it is. Like I say, I'm sure he's a lovely guy and I'm sure he means well. I'm sure he's got loads of fucking money and he, you know, doesn't give two shits what I think. Whatever. Boy oh boy, I hate that man so much. I hate him so much. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. I finally reached the point where, and that's the only that's the first thing that George has and I'm like sorry George you I, you cannot <laughs> you cannot watch this with me I'm sorry she likes pop music and stuff like that and music I don't really care for I don't hate it but I'm like you know what I can put up with it it's fine you want to listen to Little Mix or Sia or well, that's fine you know what they're not terrible I can live with it it's okay Preston Plays though sorry no dice no dice <laughs> I, and Adam is there anything anything of your kids that you're like yeah no sorry I just oh, can't handle Ryan. this Ryan Oh, Ryan, really? I want to... I'm, I'm going to be horrible. I, I was going to say, I want to kick that kid in the face. I don't, because he's just a really young child, and it's his parents who have set him up to do this, and I feel really bad for him. But also, I kind of... I don't, because his parents have been so canny enough to utilise him as a tool that the rest of his life, he'll be on easy street, because he's got millions and millions and millions in the bank. And this brings me to a question I was actually going to bring up today because me and my kids were talking about this weekend is your child, if you had the opportunity for them to become an absolute huge like YouTube or TikTok or whatever media Mm. star, but it meant you were working and driving them so hard to produce one video every day. So doing different things, doing different setups, writing different scripts, Doing everything about their childhood is dedicated to producing a new video. So you're working them to the bone, basically, and they're not experiencing a normal childhood. But it meant they had, like, $100 million. At the, by the time they were 18, would you do that? 
I first feel like th- they'd grow to resent like the thing that they love, and I don't think I could do that to them. Maybe if it was like for, maybe not till they're eighteen, like maybe till like they're sixteen, possibly. But I don't want to take the joy away from them. And it depends what it is. Like I said, my daughter's going to grow up to be a Formula One driver, so if I can push her to do that. <laughs> Well, then I'll be fine with it. This is that whole producing content. So it's all about like, right, we're going to spend like today's episode is about opening these hatchable eggs, but we've got to do it in a novel way. One video I watched, and it sticks in my mind because it just drove me to the point of desperation, is they had (laughs) like this, this like small like cardboard shelf units with lots of you know those ikea ones where it's got like a square hole here then another square then another square oh yeah it's like that but smaller and what they did is they put a different toy in each one put a sheet of paper over it and gave him a toy hammer and he had to like smash open this paper which he couldn't do because he's eight years old and he's weak and he couldn't pass through (laughs) this paper It's so ridiculous because his parents are like helping him out halfway through, and like then you can see there's like a big jump cut where all of like the little squares have cuts in them to make it easier for him. And behind one is a lucky egg or like a Kinder egg type thing where he has to open it and go, "Oh, it turned out to be this toy." And it's it's that type of content. So it's not. Oh, today we're going like on an educational trip to the Formula One museum, and <laughs> we're, we're investigating how Formula One cars are made and what that wooden plank is that's strapped to the bottom of them it's it's come on what toys are we looking at today and i, I suppose that drives me bananas because if it was educational maybe it'd be different i got i got I a qualifier then if i before i answer go on does the kid enjoy doing it or do they feel as though i don't want are they at any point at any point does the kid say to me oh I, I, obviously my kid georgia at any point does georgia say to me daddy i don't want to do this anymore yet well, i know that if she does she can be set for life yeah i think if that's inevitable i think this ryan has had plenty of times like that he's just like mom i just want to play with some of these toys that keeps opening up or i want to go to like the the park with my friends or I just don't want to be filmed for 10 minutes of my life. I just want to go out and have fun. Take the dog for a walk. Do stuff that isn't on film and then shared with millions of people. I think he has had that experience many times. And his parents have still made him release a video for that day. I Yeah, I, I don't think I could do it. Because we know yeah. so much more now about mental health and that kind of thing. And you can have all the... Christ, this <laughs> this has suddenly got really fucking dark. But I'll say this. You've only got to look at people like Robin Williams, Chris Cornell, Chester Bennington. These people lived their absolute dream, had all the money yeah. in the world, mm-hmm. adulation, fans, success. They reached the pinnacle of their career. If you could have said to them when they were five, what do you want to do? I want to be a rock star. I want to have loads of money. I want to be a world-famous comedian. I want to be successful. I want everyone to know yeah. my name. I want people to hang on my every word. And you're going to say, okay, you'll have that, but it won't be enough. And they say, how do you mean? How is that possible? And I think, yeah, if at any point Georgia said to me, yeah, I can't, I don't want to, I don't want to, I'd be like, right, well, we're not doing it then. That's it. We're done. Forget it. There's a, mm. I think there's a difference between pushing your kids a little bit into something if they want to do it and it's tough. So she says to me, I want to be a YouTube creator. The first thing I'll say is, well, you've got to wait until you're at least 16, like 15 or 16. But yeah. if you want to do it, it's hard work. Here's what you've got to do. Blah, 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 blah. But I, I do not like parents who make these kind of faux TV shows with their fucking kids front and center. I think it's fucking dangerous as well. Like how mm. many fucking nutcases yeah. there are out there who prey on kids and shit like that. I think it's really fucking sketchy. Like it's real greasy, really fucking yeah. greasy. And well, I just... Is- don't like Go it. On. There, there's this guy no. I follow on like YouTube and Twitch called Pay Money Wubby. And is it oh, just yeah, this American guy. guy? And and he does like commentary videos about he did one where he exposed all of those like, Malaysian or like East Asian YouTube channels where they put a an animal in danger and then they film themselves rescuing it. Yeah. And he proved that because he like looked through all the videos and it was like the same dog that they were finding and rescuing. And there's like other videos where the dog's like running around in the background part of their household. He did one where it was this this young girl, 
bless her, like, she's obviously innocent in all this, but she's doing these ASMR videos, which is a bit creepy to begin with, because oh, yeah. there is going to be a weird and perverse audience for that, getting off on, like, a 10 to 12-year-old girl whispering in their oh, ear. dude, that's fucking gross. What makes it worse is Ugh. their mum, uh, the woman's, the girl's mum, because her dad doesn't seem to be involved in this, according to the videos that paid money will be released. Re- he, she did storylines for these. One of them is, and it's been taken off YouTube now, I think, was called Sassy Cop Pulls You Over. And basically, oh it's filmed from the perspective of you are a driver and this girl is a police officer who's pulled you over, but she's there in like a slutty Halloween police officer's uniform. And acting as if she is being eyed up by the driver. She says things like, I don't know why you're looking at me like that. I'm I'm more beautiful than you can or I'm more woman than you can handle and oh things God, like I'm that. So comfortable and right like now. I know. Seductively like playing with her handcuffs and stuff. And this girl is like eleven or twelve years old. And it was absolutely disgusting. And I felt that this girl wanted to do something that she enjoyed watching and a mum or dad have probably gone yeah that's fine and then gone oh hang on we can get money off this <laughs> hang on a minute we ever thought about the pedo market have we what fools <laughs> we've that been is, that is it basically not, oh, not necessarily dude. the pedo market but they're coming at it from an adult perspective and they're saying damn if i was gonna get a girl whispering in my ear or woman whispering in my ear this is probably the type of thing that they would say in this scenario, this script, this world that we're creating. Because like she's done lots of innocent things, like videos about just, uh, I'm just here, and uh, we're just doing like different makeup sounds. Normal ASMR stuff. But it's these weird scripts that are just really inappropriate, and have obviously brought her a lot of money in to that household, to that family. And I cannot think that that is anything other than the parents manipulating their child for personal gain. Oh, that no, isn't them doing it completely. for that girl to develop herself. That's Absolutely. like me saying, right, you know what? Like my daughter, she's got a TikTok account where she's really creative. She puts a video that she's recorded and it's usually like just some people walking around or stuff like that. And what she does is she she's writes this story with these characters from the Zodiac and she just writes all over the video the text of like this this page of the story. So she quickly. releases that. Just quickly got a question. You mean like star signs, not the Zodiac Killer, right? Yeah. yeah okay. No, it is about the Zodiac Killer, yeah. <laughs> like from the Zodiac. I'm yeah, like, she, she Ted, knows who it Ted is. Ted Cruz up in this bitch. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but from, from the, like the horoscope and the star signs. Okay. Uh, and she just puts a block of text over that. And that's like me going to her and going, wow, you've got like 4,000 followers on this. Right. Let's get you more followers. Time to sex it up. Now we're, you're going to publish this erotic fan fiction that I've made. Yeah. And yeah. That, that's where we're going. Because from an adult perspective, as an adult, that might be the type of thing I want to see. Not thinking that this isn't aimed at adults. This is a, a young girl just wanting to express herself creatively in a way that she enjoys watching that type of thing. Yeah, you're right. You told yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like like I said, I couldn't I couldn't do it. I I just feel as though all you seem to hear about is it, it just kind of messes. How how do you have that kind of ability to develop your own personality and to develop as a human being if you're being forced from an early age to push yourself as something that maybe you're not? Maybe Ryan yeah. fucking hates toys. Maybe he wants to. Maybe he wants to fucking read the New Yorker or something. I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, his fucking parents are just going. Oh, you have to open these Hatchimals, and that's the thing. Once these parents have done that, they can't stop because now he makes so much money. Oh, they're going to be he's... saying, "Well, we can't go back to our old life now. We can't go back to living in a fucking three-bedroomed yeah. house. Now we have this mansion because of Ryan. No way am I yeah. doing that." And that's it now. They're just going to keep pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. Yeah, and, and then Ryan is the very tip of the iceberg. Oh, absolutely. There are absolutely. And thousands of kids out there who are being pushed by their parents to do this kind of thing. Whether it's the parents doing the, the YouTube account themselves and they're doing like a family vlog, or if it is a kid who's being pushed forward by their parents and doing it that way. I just don't... Ugh. The whole like yeah, the the whole family vlog stuff. I just find it incredibly bizarre. And like I said, it's just 
don't know. It's just really fucking greasy. I, I don't like it. And you've only got to look at people like Tiger Woods and Michael Jackson. And yeah, you can have all the success in the world. But when your parents just dominate you like that so much, it seriously, yeah. seriously fucks you up. Like yeah. seriously. And the, the, yeah. the kids are never going to know. They, they won't know until it's too late. And you're just being... How, how does... If you're being filmed 24-7 and you're sort of living a... I'm going to put life kind of in quotes. You're living a life like that. How do you then sort of go back to normal? You can't. Like you, you, you never do. Like, Cause no, it's normal for you. Yeah, you're going to end up just putting videos out there all the time then. And it might yeah. end up being something fucking mad or like gross or I don't know, because that's all you know. Yeah, I, I mean, wouldn't do it. There are people out there, the content creators, who have committed suicide. I shouldn't say committed suicide. Who have killed themselves through suicide because of the stresses relating to that continual content creation that yeah. continual push to compete with other people to keep themselves known to keep themselves entertaining to retain that audience and every single person on YouTube or Twitch or whatever deals with that in in one way or the other but there are people yeah. who've been pushed to the brink of suicide because of the stresses relating to that now you've got a child turning 18 is independent of the decisions from their parents allegedly what do they do they push themselves and they push themselves further because that's all they've ever known that then kids probably on a you know a fast track to something happening to them yeah yeah and i think there's, we there's get... going to be a breaking point down the line isn't there eventually yeah, yeah for sure and I, i've mentioned this to adam before but I can't remember who it was, but there was a, a Twitch user who was talking about that they, they'd streamed every day for six months and they'd got to something like 150,000... Was it followers? I think it was... Fo- they got to like 150,000, not subscribers, but followers. Mm-hmm. And they took a week off because they were absolutely burnt out. They just said, I was getting up in the morning and I, I didn't even know... Because they were just streaming all day. They had no idea what day it was. You know, it was... Yeah. They didn't really go out because like you say, you can get everything delivered. And they had a week off and they lost half of their followers. And they yeah. said, well, then I felt like I couldn't have any time off. I felt like I couldn't because I... And it then took them another four months to get back to where they used to be because yeah. people just kind of go to the next thing. Okay, well, you're off for a week. Well, I'll go to the next thing and I've forgotten about you. Yeah. And it must be so hard. And I know there is that kind of... There are plus points to the daily grind, so to speak. If yeah. you're a streamer or a YouTuber or something like you are self-employed. You have to sort everything out yourself. You have to sort yeah. out your own insurance, your own exactly. sick pay. You don't get holidays. You know, you that's the life of being a self-employed streamer. And as Adam's like rightly pointed out, the idea to just constantly, constantly, constantly push content must be fucking knackering. And if you've not made it after sort of a year and a half or two years or something, now you're thinking, well, I've sunk all this time into this and for what? And I can yeah, see yeah. why you can send people over the edge. You know, I've, I've spent all my time and all this money doing this thing that I thought would lead to something. It just led to nothing. Man, it's really fucking hard. Really hard. Yeah. Which is why, if you if you do go on Twitch, you should go to twitch.tv forward slash Dekler, D-E-E-K-L-E-R, <laughs> which is my Twitch, and you should become my follower because I, it's really good content. And it's not stressful <laughs> or anything like that, but I would like you to follow me and, and give me a push. I don't know. We played Phasmophobia last week and that was stressful. Oh my God, that was so stressful. That was so fucking funny. It's fucking hilarious. It's oh fucking hilarious. God, right. You could say that because you're not playing it. Okay. When you're playing it and you you are... like For those who don't know, Phasmophobia is... You know those those programs like with Derek Akora and Yvette Fielding where they go to a scary house and they pretend to talk to ghosts, and it's all filmed in night vision, and like they hear a noise, and they go, holy fuck, there's a ghost! <laughs> and they all like panic. It is that, but in a video game. And so you, you're in this like house, and you are trying to find out what room a ghost is in, okay? And then you try to like identify what type of ghost it is by the type of evidence you get. So is it really cold in there? Are they making noises? Do you use a Ouija board? But the ghosts also, after a short amount of time, get so annoyed with you being there, <laughs> they will lock you in the house and they will walk around the house trying to find you. And it's the scariest thing because all you <laughs> hear is like footsteps going around and it's completely pitch black because you turn your torch off and hide away and you just hear noises like whispering and like, ah, uh, coming at you. And it's terrifying because you don't right. want your character to die. <laughs> if you didn't catch it right, 
here I'll give you the I'll give you the rundown of the highlights right now. Ben, is that you? No. Adam, is that you? No. <gasps> oh. Did you lock the door? I didn't lock the door. Did you you didn't lock the door? You're not joking, are you? No, I'm not joking. Oh, <laughs> That was it. <laughs> like an hour while I was editing. It was fantastic. Oh, don't get me wrong. It was hilarious to watch. It was great. Oh, my God. It, it was great fun to do. I'm, I'm sure we'll do it again sometime soon. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's genuinely, like, a terrifying experience because you go in and the sound is just like you step into this house and you can just hear, like, creaking floorboards somewhere in yeah. the house and things like that. And it just puts you on edge. You know it's a video game, you know it's not real, but it just hits that kind of primal thing in you that makes like the the, the hair in the back of your neck rise up and go, oh my god, what if it <laughs> is real? What if there is really a ghost? A quick, quick, quick question before we move on, because we're getting, well, not short of time, we can go as long as we want, but yeah. do either of you walk around in the house at night in the dark? Because I do. I'll, I'm, I'll, I happily, like when I come back downstairs at night time, I'll just walk around in the house in the dark and it's... I'm not sort of bothered by it. With other people, I said it to you. It's like, I'm fu- you fucking mad. There's no way I would do that. But it doesn't. <laughs> well, I'm just like, yeah, it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't bother me. I'm perfectly fine because the house I I live in was built like five years ago, and we've had it since new. And it was built on a field that used to have plants in. So if there is some kind of ghost, the most I can think it would be is like a badger or something. <laughs> so I don't think of a risk. Shit. Ghost badger. Damn, I'm terrifying. <laughs> A rabid ghost badger. My house was built on a uh, ancient Indian burial ground, but I still walk around with the lights off because I'm a badass. <laughs> <laughs> also, I know the layout very well. well it's surprising yeah. that people came all the way from India to like bury themselves. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. So Benny doesn't get cancelled. He does mean India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. actual India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's up. obviously really there's no Native Americans got... over here. Exactly. That's would, a good the point. Casino, the casino market is already tapped. Yeah. <laughs> well, they wouldn't be Native Americans if they lived over here. They'd be English people, English immigrants. That's what they'd be. I'm just confused now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on to the uh, to the closing stretch, shall we say? Adam, is it another quiz this week? What's the plan? It is. It's another. Yay. Let's go. Another let's go. round of. I'll just leave a gap for dental edit in the game show music. There we go. Of illegal nice. or <laughs> ill-advised. I'm not going to put your music in there now. I'm going to put it in now instead. <laughs> oh, man. Don't don't put it in while I'm talking over it. Okay? Sack the director. People won't be able to hear what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Once again, okay, I'll, so... I'll talk to the uh, editing team and get them to do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so illegal or ill-advised. This is where we have a series of ten child names. Some of them are illegal. Some of them are just really bad names. Therefore, ill-advised. You won't want to call your child them. So, we've got ten options. It's basically 50-50, but... I want you to both agree on the answer. So you're not competing against each other. You're just seeing what's the highest score you can get on this. Let's go, Benny. Okay. We can do this. It's probably good right. we're not competing against each other because I would win. Fair point. <laughs> okay, so the first name is Elvis. That's Elvis. E-L-V-I-S. That just screams illegal, illegal straight away. Advised. Why would it be illegal, though? Because because bloody Camilla was illegal in Finland, wasn't it? <laughs> Elvis is a normal name. You can call your kid Elvis, but there'll be a country somewhere where you can't call your kid Elvis. <laughs> it has to be illegal. has to be. It's too easy out of the gate. Okay, we'll go illegal. You are right. It's hey, well done. Maybe I would win. The Swedish National Tax Board, for some reason, disagreed with the parents that tried to call their five-month-old daughter Elvis because Elvis was a masculine first name. And not a feminine first name, so they oh. couldn't use it. However, they appealed and won. Ah, so no they way. did get a daughter called Elvis. <laughs> when they when they won, did that did the dad go, Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Oh, Elvis okay. jokes. Sorry everybody. Uh the next one, illegal or ill advised, Friday. You can take this one, Benny. I feel like I know well, you get kids named after days of the week I'm sure, so I would have thought Friday would be ill-advised, not illegal It's Wednesday Adams. Friday was um, a film with yeah. someone in 
Ice Cube? Was Ice Cube in Friday? Oh, well, may, yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's a copyright claim. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> maybe go Ice Cube's very litigious. Yeah, we'll go well advised then, Adam. You're wrong. It's <gasps> illegal. No Parents way. in Italy tried to name their son Venerdi, which is the Italian word for Friday. The courts ruled that it fell into a category of names known as ridiculous or shameful and ordered it was changed, <laughs> according to NBC News, shameful. to Gregorio, which is after the saint on whose day he was born. Okay, the next one is vodka. V-O-D-K-A. Ill-advised. Gotta be ill-advised. Vodka was the name of one of the guys you fought in Punch-Out. Vodka Draginski. So, yeah, I'm going to say that's ill-advised as well. That's correct. Yes, ill-advised. Just to reiterate, all of the ill-advised names are real names that people on Reddit have commented that they are aware, uh, or they knew a child by that name. So, this is... Take it with a pinch of salt, but this, this is true. There was a child called Vodka. The next one, colon. C-O-L-O-N. Colon. Now, there's a uh, oh, no. deep-rooted history of colons in the Puerto Rican wrestling scene. That's a surname, not necessarily... Yeah, that's a yeah, surname. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, not necessarily first a first names. name. But it's so ridiculous that it maybe is not illegal. So I'm leaning yeah, towards I agree with ill-advised that. again. Yeah, we're going to go ill-advised, Adam. Correct. It is just ill-advised. Although in this case, they were named after the uh, the the mark, the two dots above each other, uh, rather than the body part. Elon Musk has been at it again. <laughs> uh, the next one, illegal or ill-advised, Stone. S T O N E. Stone. See again, it depends where. I definitely know of a famous person called stone something yeah. but it depends on the country well is stone cold two separate words or <laughs> that's not who i was thinking of actually <laughs> there's an american interview from back in the day called stone phillips who i was thinking uh, of but yeah. again it it depends on the uh well i think he was a news guy or something but anyway something like that i uh i think illegal bunny what do you think yeah let's go for illegal yeah we'll go illegal you are correct this oh, is man. in germany they vetoes certain names based on different reasons. This name was vetoed on the grounds of a child cannot identify with it because it is an object and not a first name. So they are looking out for, you know, the potential of a child having some kind of trauma related to their name. So I must agree with them, to be honest. Uh, the next one. Yeah, that's fair enough. Panty. P-A-N-T-H-Y. <laughs> So there is a H in there. Please tell Panty. me. Please tell me the last name is Hose. <laughs> <laughs> Could you just spell that again for me, please? Adam? Yes. P A N T H Y. Panty. Okay, this might be um, slightly on the racial side of things. I'm not sure, but that sounds Indian, and I'm sure one of the uh, Indians buried under the house was called Panty. So I'm going to lean towards <laughs> ill-advised. Danny. Okay. You, yeah, we'll go with obviously- that. Not not seeing the uh, the registrar that Benny has about the, uh, the dead people <laughs> under his house. Uh, it's just tombs. No, oh, yeah, and crypts. Okay. <laughs> we'll go ill advised. Okay, you are correct. It is hey. just ill advised. Uh, I don't know the pronunciation whether it's panthe or panty, but I went with the funnier one. The next one, Sarah. S A R A H. Sarah. Absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent illegal. <laughs> because my wife has to be illegal somewhere. She just <laughs> has to be. She's, she's got to. You've met her plenty of times. She has to yeah, be somewhere. She should be censored at certain points. So. <laughs> Definitely. So yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna go illegal. No question. Okay. You are correct. Now you'll notice I put emphasis on the H. That is the key thing that makes this name illegal. Is it in a capital Morocco? H? No, it's oh. uh, the lowercase H. But in Morocco. Heroin. Sarah, with a H, is banned because the spelling is too Hebrew. Parents would have to opt for Sarah, S-A-R-A, because that's the more Arabic version of the name. Oh. The next name. That's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. Illegal or ill-advised, Twizzler. T-W-I-Z-Z-L-E-R. Twizzler. J.B. Oliver called his oldest Twizzler. I'm sure he did. <laughs> Yeah, sounds like no, it, no. That was Turkey. The second oh. one was Twizzler before he put <laughs> them up for the adoption because <laughs> they're disgusting. Exactly. 
let's go. I recommend go ill-advised betting. I was going to say ill-advised seems too well. stupid. Yeah, it seems too stupid to be illegal. You're right. It's ill-advised. I was hoping I'd get you like with a potential <laughs> trademark issue on that one, but no. Twizzler. Apparently, this person on Reddit said the the oldest kid was called Twizzler. Twizzler. The next kid was Skittles, and their dog was called Snickers. So there's obviously <laughs> a theme running through that family. I thought you were going to say the dog was called something normal, like Ian yeah. or Jeff, yeah. <laughs> John. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, the next one, or the last one in this list, is Jose. J-O-S-E with a little apostrophe above it. Jose. Uh, is that illegal or ill-advised? I'm thinking illegal here, because I feel there's some sort of trick that I'm not seeing. Yeah, it's And we know that illegal. Adam is not to be trusted. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We foiled your game. You're not to be trusted. It's Ill- Yeah, I think illegal. We think illegal. Okay. You are correct to be suspicious. It is illegal. For the reason of being the accent above the E. In the state of California, no accents or diacritical marks are allowed on any of their vital records. So Jose would officially be Jose, (laughs) but without the little apostrophe over the E. Legislation has been recently introduced to change this law to accommodate for, obviously, people of different nationalities with different alphabets. Uh, But Yeah. yeah illegal to be a Jose, at least in that context, in California. You know what it is, don't you? It's because people in California can't be bothered to learn the alt numpad codes to figure out how to do it. Well, that's it. I I, I yeah. would have to, like, Google it and then copy and paste it. It's too much work. Like I did with this document. Too much work, yeah. We've got movies <laughs> um, to make yeah. and drugs to do in exactly. California. Exactly. <laughs> so there we go. That is another round of illegal or ill-advised. Congratulations, guys. You certainly got more than 50% on that. We only got one wrong. Crushed it. Yeah, exactly. Out of 10. Well, a plus. Was I wrong in saying you certainly got more than 50%? No. <laughs> so there we go. No, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. <laughs> we, any time for any advice, Adam? We have got some advice. We're go going on, in a kind of a BuzzFeedy point of view here, just to give you some little snippets, just to make you smile before we head off today. Uh, in a list, this is from a book published in 1878 with tips for people, for mothers, and it was written by various authors advising many different things, basically as like short snippets. And it was called Don'ts for Mothers. So it's basically a list of things not to do. And some of the weirder things that were included in this book were don't allow your child luncheon. If he wants anything to eat between breakfast and dinner, let him have a piece of dry bread. Don't kiss your infant on the mouth. Infants ought never to be kissed, except for on the forehead, and even that should be seldom permitted. That one doesn't seem too silly when you realise there are a lot of contagious diseases around in 1878. (laughs) But in in a current context, you don't kiss kids on the mouth anyway. Don't permit a child to be in the glare of the sun without a hat. Sensible advice, apart Mm -hmm. from this overreaction. He's likely to have a sunstroke, which might either at once kill him or might make him an idiot for the remainder of his life. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. That's the best reasoning I've heard for anything yet. (laughs) Don't cram a wet nurse with food. Give her a strong (laughs) ale to drink. And the the, the penultimate one, sorry, there is one more after this. Don't allow the child to be with persons who stutter or have any extraordinary sort of ugliness. So, <laughs> why? I don't know. But just don't do it. And the final oh one, and I think this is one that certainly Danny will agree with me on. I agree with this quite wholeheartedly. Don't hold children's parties. They are one of the great <laughs> of the present age. Their pure yeah. minds are blighted by it. Yeah, damn straight. Damn straight. <laughs> Definitely. Just take them to the bloody cinema or something. Yeah. What was a kid's party in the 1870s like? like? It was so depressing. What did they do? I, uh, Black, Lace, I, Black Lace weren't around in the 1870s, so they oh couldn't probably God. do what I do. Yes, they were. But Black Lace <laughs> <are> eternal. <laughs> Whatever that's they where, did in the 1870s where, like, was Joel depressing. Schuster and and what have you got the idea for Superman in the 1920s? <laughs> ah, Anything that happened in the 1870s was depressing. It could be the best day ever. It was still depressing. It was the 1870s for fuck's sake. It was the worst time. 
Yeah, you're having uh. advice books saying don't kiss your child because you might give them like diphtheria and they might die. <laughs> like your, yeah, exactly. your other three kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I just love that that's probably what happened. Yeah. At some point, somebody said, how did he die? I don't know. But a very ugly man did visit him last Wednesday. <laughs> oh my God, that's it. <laughs> that must be it. That's why, that's why he died. <laughs> oh, great stuff. All right, there we go. Thank you, everybody. Anything else from you boys? No, that's everything, other than uh, everyone, hopefully, you keep well, enjoying the new sunny weather that's out there, and the relaxation of things like the lockdown. I would just reiterate to people, especially because, you know, people have kids, people have lots of older people in their lives, or people with certain health conditions, just because we can now meet up with people doesn't mean we should get overly silly about it. Take your time with it, just be easy, and we'll get out of the lockdown nice and slowly without another bloody lockdown that's all the only advice i can give is don't go crazy because we'll be and back don't go to children's otherwise. parties oh yeah i'm just yeah. gonna cough over all the kids <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, there we go thank you everybody we will talk to you next week Toodly. cheers everyone